to the podcast with no name, the podcast that was formerly known as Prince, the number one podcast where we get in deep to all the princey details, the, you know, us, us princelings, us princerinos, you know, us princers, as, as we like to call it. I'm Prince Crittenden, and today we are going to uh, investigate the organs of the artist formerly known as Prince. That's right. I got his corpse. I hired some grave robbers. And uh, it's going to be a special episode, folks. Uh, bring out the first kidney. What's up, Kevin? How much, man? Uh, that, that was pretty good. Were you listening earlier? Because uh, the Jim, Jim Mafood a couple hours ago we talked about Prince quite a bit. Yeah, I was listening. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie, as I like to call it. You know, one of the, 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 the trying to come up with just a second thing to say. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a blasterite. I think I don't know. Is that something? That is. That is. Yeah. Whatever. Fucking. Jesus. Did you ever read that that story that I think a reporter wrote that was like assigned to do a story on Prince? And like wasn't getting anywhere, couldn't get him to return calls or something. I'm 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 probably in the details wrong here. But then finally at like two in the morning, Prince calls him and says, uh, hey, we're going to a bowling alley. I, I just paid the owner to like go open up this bowling alley at 2 a.m. for us. Do you want you want to go bowling? And goes to this bowling alley at two in the morning and discovers that Prince is actually an amazing bowler and pool player and like you know, could probably like be winning tournaments in, in, in bowling. Damn. That, that's all the story. There really wasn't much more to that, but it's just that, you know, did not expect that about Prince. So did he get the interview or was it just like, he tried to ask questions and Prince was just bowling. And then it's like, that's well, all. He, he I, I, if, if I'm remembering right, I think he actually answered questions. What, like, it was like, Hey, if you come bowling with us right now, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we'll, I'll talk to you mm -hmm. and Damn. showed up in the middle of the night bowling. He probably should have done that instead of the whole music thing, you know, just like the bowling master. He's he's bowling out of control. Yeah, man. Like, I, I kind of wonder what, what kind of life that is, though. Like if you have the amount of influence to be able to, like, call up the owner of a bowling alley at two in the morning and say, go open up for me. I want to go bowling. I mean, it's got to fuck with you. I'll tell you that, you know, like. I've I've talked to some celebrities, you know. We've had our encounters with some celebrities. Dan's a celebrity. We had Judge Jub, Judge Apatow on <laughs> the Honorable Judge Apatow. <laughs> um, you know, married to know. Judge Judy. Yeah, <laughs> no one knows that. You know, it was a nepotism show. She didn't. She didn't. Uh, <laughs> she didn't get that on her own. <laughs> and I'm sure the dates work out on that. But, you know, Robin Williams showed up. I, I don't know. There's uh, I can't think of like probably Robin Williams is the biggest person we ever got on the show. Right. We got what's this fucking the old guy <laughs> that old that old motherfucking guy. Uh, but I don't think he has as much star power as Robin Williams. Right. Do you, is there a celebrity that you think is bigger than him that we have? No, I think Robin Williams is probably, the, the, you know, if you're talking purely just Harmontown, I think, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure there's people that would open their bowling alley um, to Robin Williams. But at the same time, I don't know. It's kind of like a different kind of star power in my mind. You know, I don't know. 
certainly i don't know that he was going around doing that but at the same time i don't know who's uh who's like ready and be like oh robin williams you know about right this way sir which you know is not a uh, i'm not just just in my mind like maybe he was that big maybe he was bigger who knows but i don't know also it's like i guess like rock stars and stuff seem to have more star power like that right don't you think um i don't know yeah well i mean I, I don't mean to judge, but I think musicians generally have more downtime than, say, actors and and things like that. You know, like when, if you're not touring and you're not actively recording and there's big gaps in between those, you have time to kill. Whereas, you know, uh, actors and things like that tend to be a lot busier and, and gone a lot and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I can see that. So what you're saying is that Prince isn't special. He just had a lot of time on his hands to learn to be a <laughs> bowling master. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm bored a lot, too, and I don't think I could get a bowling alley to open up for me at two in the morning. Well, maybe you haven't found the right bowling alley. Maybe we got to cruise around Chicago and find some likely candidates, you know, do some uh, corporate espionage. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. I don't really consider myself a writer. But I know if it's like a spectrum between, not a spectrum, like a dichotomy between writer and talker, I'm definitely more of a writer than a talker. I can't, I can't talk. Like uh, my thoughts go at the pace of writing and they think like writing where it's always like backspace, backspace, backspace. You can't like backspace speech, you know, you gotta, you gotta just live with the words that came out and come up with new ones while you're talking. It's a nightmare. I don't know. You know, Do you people, think you're funnier uh, written or spoken? I don't think I'm funny. I don't know. I guess I think when I'm hanging out and in a casual context, it's easy for me to do things that end up being funny than writing. You know, writing is more intentional. I have a hard time being like particularly funny intentionally. Like, I don't know. When I was a kid, um, you know, you had your class clowns. I wasn't really seen as a class clown so much. Um, I was like a funny kid, but I was always like second or third place behind the class clowns because the class clowns, they're the ones that are like anything that comes to mind just immediately out there. They're like trying to score points, put shit up. You know, they're trying to have at bats. They're just trying to get in there when they can, you know, and and sometimes they kind of write energy more than anything else. It's not like just about like, oh, this is the perfect joke. It's like, it's my time to shine, you know, sort of energy. Whereas I, you know, I would have things that were really funny. And sometimes they were funny enough where I was like, I gotta say this, like someone has to hear this funny shit, you know, but it was usually it was like if there was a toss-up i would let you know other people would go first and i'd be like nah they got it covered I don't, we don't need to you know do punch up in the classroom you know um and so yeah i think that i think that because of that i'm just not used to just trying to output on command or at a really opportune moment you know it's just it's kind of like when i'm when i'm joking around with pals you know i think i can be relatively funny but you know, I don't know. Comedians are or improv people too. Like they're good at, at at constantly crunching and making things funny out of nothing. And then you know, stand-ups are, um, you know, they they write material. They do a lot of thinking and prepping and stuff. There's, I'm sure there's discoveries that they find on stage and stuff too, but a lot of it is, is kind of like comedy writing where you're thinking about funny things, you're writing it down, you're rewriting it in ways that 
that go better. You perform it on stage and that gives you insight into how to rewrite it again. You know, it's a very multi-step process. And like, I don't know. When I was younger, I used to think it could be cool to do stand-up, but man, it seems terrifying to just know that, oh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to bomb for like, if I'm lucky, like five years in a row, you know, and then finally I might like have the experience to get good. Like that just, I can't imagine it. I don't even have the confidence to write material down because if I wrote like a joke, that'd be like, oh, this could be a joke that I performed on like a comedy stage at like an open mic or something. And it's like, no, this isn't good enough. This isn't funny. You know? <laughs> so like, I think that kind of class clown, that confidence, that need to like, get it out, like, uh, is, is beneficial in that. And I don't really have that urge most, most of the time. I don't know. Like, I think it, I, when I am with my friends, it's like, I can do stuff like that a little bit just because I don't know, you know, it's like, <laughs> When's a moment going to come up again to like make whatever joke floats up in your head, you know, and it's also low stakes. So it doesn't feel like a big deal. I don't know. Oh, let's just take five for a bit. You know, we could come, we could just keep it rolling. We'll, we'll take five minutes. We'll come back to this. It'll be a lot less show to do that way. You know, that could be good. I mean, I, I like the way you're thinking, but we might want to maybe find something a little bit more interesting for people to watch. Maybe you could, you could loop a couple screams, cowboy screamings, um, cowboy screams. And man, I, I had an idea for a, you know, I don't I did, we did the Harmontown tour and there was the chicken noodle man song. And then I, I came up with a couple like alternate verses for it. Sometimes I think like, man, if I really hone that skill, I could become more of like a, what do you call it like a not what does weird al do he does the satirical what do you even call that there's a word for it parodies yeah see this is why i'm a writer because i would look that up and then just write it down you know i won't have to i won't have to start talking until i know what the fuck i'm talking about it's great um but yeah i don't know i i think like sometimes i i do parody stuff like uh usually building off of other things that people post and then i'm like yeah i feel like i could really go somewhere with this and i don't know i was coming up with a uh there's this there's this on TikTok. there was like i don't know TikTok kids they have all these uh lingos and slangs and stuff you know i mean it's all ripped from you know aave and uh trans communities and drag communities and stuff like that you know the gay scene and uh everyone on TikTok just they they hear it and it seems cool and so they copy it and it starts to lose meaning and stuff and it goes really crazy and um but anyway there's like a, and then it infects the popular culture too because i think it gets kind of popularized on platforms like TikTok before it gets to like say Twitter or whatever I don't know um but you know there was a a tear for fears cover meme that's um you know mad world and it's like there's the 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 famous part of the song that goes I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad the dreams of which I'm dying are the best I've ever had and um so like the TikTok memed version of it is I find it kind of bussin because bussin is like when something tastes good or is really good. Like if something's off the chain, as my dad might say, and not me when I was younger, definitely my dad, um, you know, it would be bussin these days. And um, then they'd say, I find it kind of cap. 
And cap generally means lying or not telling the truth or deceit being deceitful, but it kind of, uh, it also kind of, you know, means it can be standed into, and I could get all this wrong. What fuck me? Who cares? Um, but you know, it, it can also mean like bullshit. Like, uh, like if you're like, that's some bullshit, you know, you might say that's cap. And so, yeah, I find it kind of bussing. I find it find kind of cap. The dreams in which I'm dying are the ones that kind of slap. And now songs slap usually. Things can slap, but but songs particularly slap when they are busted. For instance, you know they can really start to slap. And so I was just trying to think of like new lyrics for that. And I was just like, oh, I had I had a good take that I'm not going to get into because again, it's not about me trying to toot my own horn. Again, it's not about me podcasting and trying to make uh, non boring material. It's not about that. It's just I'm going to be here wasting your time, you know, and you're gonna leave probably i hope <laughs> you know don't you have any self-respect jesus christ you think this is good um but then i was like getting excited being like man i could really i could really figure out how to how to uh, do like a you know a version of the song where the guy is like singing it on the TikTok, and then we could cut to me and then i do the other parts of it and that's another thing on TikTok that happens is people append videos onto the end of other videos to kind of further their own comedy and jokes and stuff um and i got stuck trying to find like a decent uh instrumental cover because you don't want the lyrics being heard but you do want you know pretty close to the instrumentation but you know copyright law being what it is it's not easy to find stuff like that and then i was like uh and then i went back to the guy's site who did the the song and um he recorded another little bit that had one of my ideas in it. it's like uh, i didn't even come up with this like i came up with it in my head but it's like he came up with it probably a couple days before and already had posted the video it wasn't all of my ideas but it's just one of them and i was like god damn it just jesus christ i can't this is this is my fucking life man i come up with like a great idea way after someone else came up with it but you know, it's still impressive that I could come up with it on my own without needing, you know, to look at this stuff. But, you know, the fact that I didn't do anything with it or like I came up with it later, sometimes I have the idea before something and then someone else comes up with the idea before I can like get off the couch or whatever. And it's like, ugh. it's like weirdly validating, you know, because it's like, yeah, there you go. This guy did my idea and it's getting praise and stuff. So it must have been a good idea. You know, I must have had this great idea. But at the same time, it's like, fucking, if you just could do it, you, you just get off your fucking ass like once in a goddamn while, you might be actually able to like strike while the iron's hot, you know? Do, have you ever had any uh, ideas like that that became manifest? Like my dad claims to have invented rolling luggage before <laughs> rolling luggage came out. But you know, I, I think, think I've heard multiple any. people make that same claim. Well, like I, I can imagine in the before time, before rolling luggage, looking at it and being like, some wheels on that. You know, wheels are like one of the earliest inventions, so it seems like a, a pretty well, straight I mean, line. Sorry, we're getting off topic here, but doesn't it seem really strange at how long it took luggage to have wheels? Like, that, that's technology that existed for centuries. And I yeah. remember, as a kid, trying to carry luggage through the airport, killing myself and watching everybody else do it. Why didn't one person think of this? Yeah, it also but seems the, like something that very cheap solutions or very kludgy solutions could work okay. You know, I could almost imagine like, okay, just imagine like a Pringles can or something. 
and then you you put two rolls of masking tape around it to act as the kind of bearings or something and then you fill out the middle of the pringles can so it goes wider than the bearings and you secure the mask like you could do that and it would already work so much better than the luggage without being anything more than tape and paper you know like it would be so easy to just do it yourself I mean, you know, in my mind, at least, who knows? But my mind's genius, so it's probably accurate. But what, as you were saying, we were getting off topic. Let's get back on topic. Okay. And for the room, can you remind us what that topic was? Well, actually, I really like the idea of, of the new segment on the show of Spencer explains TikTok slang to boomers. Like, I think that would be, you know, we went through bussing, no cap. Like, I think every week we should have, like, you explain some some modern tiktok slang to everybody yeah tune in next week when i talk about absolutely foul yes absolutely foul turns out that one just kind of means the same thing as it means normally but it's (laughs) i don't know you know like a lot of people they hear this language being used and um they they make fun of it uh oftentimes because they're hearing like little kids like repeat it over and over and they're like these kids these days you know but i think they don't necessarily re- understand or remember from the last time that like all this language comes from like marginalized communities and stuff and like uh trying to shit talk it is kind of like you know inherently the same kind of top-down elitist kind of racist classist stuff that uh, oppresses the communities in the first place it's like these are perfectly valid means of expression and if you just don't like it because it sounds weird to you that's probably because it came from a group that you're not part of you know um but anyway back to absolutely foul but oh what i was saying is that i like i i just like you know one of the things that's fun about TikTok is that you can everyone's just saying these things it's like it's like i don't know i guess it's kind of like 4chan where everyone's just repeating memes you know oh there's a long cad and stuff you know and it's like for whatever reason on 4chan i always hated that maybe it was because i was like an adolescent and i was like i go against the grain man i'm not gonna repeat a meme that someone else came up with man that's freaking thought uh this is like sheeple talk or whatever but like i don't know it's like the, the one of the things about TikTok that you realize pretty quick upon looking at it is a lot of people have absolutely no sense of shame and look where it gets them like the, the like the shame is is a real problem and and discarding it gets major results it's incredible all you have to do is is kind of not feel bad about things that a normal person might be ashamed of which is good in a lot of circumstances and bad in others you know because people are just like you know, uh, overtly racist, for instance. Um, but, but on TikTok, I've come to enjoy the simple pleasures of just repeating all of this. And it's just anytime there's something that feels like it's at all, even if it's like a really bad fit, you know, just to, just to repeat the language is, is very fun to me and, and absolutely foul is the best. Um, because I don't know, it felt kind of forced. If it were, if it were on 4chan, you would have called it like a forced meme, but it it seems like, you know, people smelled that there was a new term in the air and we're just like, we gotta be using this thing, you know? And, um, so when something generally speaking was mean or painful or something like bad and cringy whatever or just wrong like uh like a bully bullying someone something like that people would go like this is absolutely foul this is absolutely foul and then it's just like but people started overusing it so much you'd see like a frog like jumping into the water off of a stick and people would 
would would dead ass be like this is absolutely foul you know um and it's like no it's just a frog jumping into the water that's not foul you know that's that's a frog uh you know doing his thing um feeling himself um but it's it's really funny to just like like if a dog is like going for a treat and then it hits him in the nose and then you just pop in the comments this is absolutely foul it's just like any anything where it just does not make any sense that's that's probably my favorite thing is i i guess it's ironic right just just going into the comments and posting completely inappropriate um you know TikTok language and and it's just like so very rarely people will be like that's not how you say that or like what an idiot or like uh, this is a try hard or whatever but like most of the time it just kind of goes un, un unnoticed and I, i'm just having the blast a blast like a lot of people are really making a name for themselves on TikTok and making these big videos that get all these big hits but for me i'm just in the comments like posting comments like and you can like the comments so if i get a comment with a lot of likes i'm like hell yeah this is this is my art is posting comments <laughs> and it's it's really fun um especially when you are just like taking uh, like with the lowest effort just taking things other people have said in comments to other TikToks and just repeating them in places it doesn't really work you know it's a lot of fun uh TikTok's great if you're ADD I don't recommend it because you'll just lose large chunks of time and be like oh my god how is eight hours fast why does my neck hurt so bad it's like uh but yeah TikTok's good you guys it's uh it's better than TV. That's why that's why everyone's cutting the cable these days cuz you could just go on TikTok and watch, you know, frog jump in the water and people are like this is absolutely foul and it's like hell yeah, this is a good spending. This is a good way to spend my time, you know. I don't know. <sighs> What's up, Kevin? <laughs> uh, not much. Like I told somebody on Reddit I was going to get up with something crazy this week so I'd have a good answer for you when you asked me that. But I, I didn't. Nothing happened this week. Absolutely. Where in Reddit was this? Um, I don't know. It was on one of the like the episode posts or something of hmm. like there there's a drinking game they were saying of like, you know, you asked me what I did this week and I said absolutely nothing. Take a shot. So yeah. I was gonna gonna do something, but I, I didn't. But you must be you? doing things. It's not like you go into like a service closet and shut down between shows. Like you're doing, I mean, you're you're sitting around, uh, you know, you're talking to Ariel, you're maybe uh, dealing with a child or something, right? Like, uh, but it's just, there's True. Not, it's indes- <laughs> nondescript, right? No, that, I mean, all right, that is a good point. But, you know, mostly my day is I wake up in the morning, take the kid to daycare, come back, uh, get some work done you know, until it's time to pick her up from daycare, uh, bring her back home, have dinner, uh, do, you know, watch a movie or something with Ariel until it's time for bed. And then I repeat the next day, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. What, what does an average day to you look like? Okay. So I wake up around 6 a.m., my cat realizes in awake I'm awake and starts meowing like the Dickens until I feed her. And then I either successfully get back to sleep and then she realizes I'm asleep and leaves me alone. Or most of the time I, uh, you know, relent and I feed her and then, you know, she throws up <laughs> a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but she sometimes throws up and then it's like, fuck, and then I got to actually get up and clean it. And by the time I'm done cleaning it, I'm like awake and I can't get back to sleep, you know, so I'm up for the day. 
but lately i've um i don't know sometimes i'll feed her half of her food because i think she just eats too fast and then it like makes her throw up i don't know but uh lately i've been giving her half her food instead and then after i actually get up get up i give her the other half so she can't eat too fast um and also man i've been getting this this uh freeze-dried chicken for her where you, you it's like dust it's like dust chicken you know um where it act, it looks like pieces of chicken that have been dehydrated but it just crumbles into dust and she likes that but also you can just rehydrate it in uh cold or warm water i'm sure she likes the warm water but my water's on the fritz so it's like hard to get warm water now um but you rehydrate it and then it like fucking looks like chicken like i haven't actually tried salting it and eating it or anything but like i think it would be something like i don't think it would be good but like once it's rehydrated it feels like real chicken like chicken out of the fridge or something like like legitimate actual chicken and then she just goes absolutely apeshit for it um anytime i move like a plastic container she like her ears perk up because she thinks it's like me getting her chicken and stuff um and lately i've been and also i give it to her after she throws up because i don't know when she throws up she doesn't immediately want to um you know eat more of the food that she threw up for obvious reasons you know a lot of people once they throw up they're like i can't fucking eat shrimp scampi anymore or something you know it's like the same kind of thing um and also it's just kind of gross to think about and it's mean like it seems like i don't know so oftentimes when she throws up i try to change up her food but now i just give her some of this chicken because it seems to I, i've only seen her once in her life throw up vomit that included the chicken stuff into it it might be the case that she has food allergies and if so she's probably not allergic to chicken she's probably allergic to some of the other ingredients i don't know i just looked at her food it was like supposed to be like tuna and chicken and it turns out it's like got a billion fucking things in it and not like chemicals like it's got cranberries and herring and just like it's like I, it says chicken and tuna i didn't know it would have fucking like 18 you know multi-grains or what i don't know you know whatever people say that grains are bad for cats but they're not bad for cats it just sometimes cats are uh have allergies to those grains and if that's the case uh you know it's not good for those cats but in general people are like i don't like grain in my pet food it fucking doesn't matter it's just nutrients you know calories are calories unless there's like a specific food intolerance which you know cats can have a lot of food intolerances anyway she throws up i clean it up i try to go back to sleep and then i wake up again lately around 10 11. i can sleep in now which is great and also bad like ever since i smoke uh stopped smoking pot i can sleep in and basically my whole life i've never been able to sleep in and i've been always like oh i guess it's just not something i can do but it turns out to somehow be related to weed because now i can sleep in it's, it's great except it's like a double-edged sword because then it's like where'd the fucking day go um that's actually you can't say that anymore but it's fine um so get out of bed oh you know one of the reasons i usually wake up is because callie either turns on the tv really loud she listens to tv so fucking loud man it's insane um or she uh starts doing laundry um which i don't know the thing is it's not like she does anything she doesn't like leave during the day and she doesn't do so much laundry that it has to start this early uh it used to because the dryer used to be fucking broken as shit because the vent the the 
what do you call those the vents the the lint trap the lint trap the lint vents i don't know the vents were clogged full of lint because she would never change the lint trap like ever i was like the only person that ever changed lint trap and when i first moved in i was like i think that the, the vents are clogged because it's taking way too long to dry anything it takes about it used to take about four cycles to dry any single thing so that's four hours of drying um just for a single load even a single shirt and because <laughs> Callie was like nah it's not broken it's just it's just a small dryer and I'm like that's not that's not what a small dryer would do and again I would put a I like to test that hypothesis I put a single shirt in there and that would not dry in a, in a, in a less than four cycles so I'm like no this is not right you know and um but she's like, it's not broken. I'm like, it is. This is undeniably broken. And do you not think it's a? Do you think it's a coincidence that you never change the lint trap? And also, the way the dryer works is uh, is the way it would be working or slash not working uh, without ever changing the lint trap. Could these be connected in any in any way? But eventually, um, I got the maintenance person or whatever to actually call in someone to look at it. And because uh, I was like, you know, I never think our dryer lines have ever been cleaned out. And I've been here for a while and it's never happened. And I can't imagine that's safe because that causes fires. And I'm sure you don't want this entire building to burn down because the dryer lines never get fucking cleaned. And I guess that logic actually spoke to their uh, purse strings or whatever, because then they brought someone out. And uh, anyway since then now the dryer fucking works like i fucking said it would uh but i had to endure like four years of not uh being able to dry any so i think like a part of it is just her habits are are, are stuck in the days of you would actually have to start at the crack of dawn uh in order to get two loads of laundry done in a single day because it would take eight hours to do two loads of laundry but now it doesn't and then she'll like leave the laundry at like noon and then won't touch it again until like three so it's like you could have fucking wait until 11 and then wait you know it's like it's not it's not impacting the way you're doing this to fucking start this early but anyway so she wakes she starts making a ton of noise and um you know and then i will get breakfast which by which i mean i will leave the house to find something to eat because anytime i cook it's fucking ugh, you know it's it's not you know i i was i, I was <laughs> i started cooking i had my hands knee deep in raw chicken the other day and then kelly was like oh were you gonna cook and i was like no i am cooking i am in the process of cooking and she was like because i was gonna cook and i'm like okay i'm cooking i mean i'm here chicken knife like it's ha this is happening it's not you know she's like yeah i was gonna cook soup and i was like again okay like, what do you want me to do about this? Do you want me to put the chicken back in the fridge, put all of my other things back where they go, vacate the kitchen, and then let you start cooking? And, uh, you know, I didn't say this because it just, to even say it out loud kind of makes me feel as insane as I'm sure she wants me to feel. Um, and uh, so... And she's like, yeah, it's because, you know, I just start to feel sick when I don't eat. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> would have been good to think about that before I started cooking, maybe, you know. Um, 
and like just like multiple appeals like emotional logical appeals for me to just stop in the middle of what i'm doing and because uh, and let her cook and um i don't know it's, it's just and that's not even the first time she's done that it's like this really weird stance where because she wants something or something would be good for her i'm just supposed to like completely abandon anything i want to do or any right i have to use our shared space and just like let her do what she wants it's weird you know at the laundry for instance uh if i'm trying to put laundry into the dryer or pull it out and she's trying to walk through the hallway she'll just kind of push past me but if she's doing laundry in the hallway and i'm like trying to get through the hallway she's like i'll just be a second it's like it's like this really weird double standard that exists in a lot of in a lot of aspects of our life together i don't know you know as roommates uh but anyway so I don't I, cooking is one of my great joys i talk about cooking uh she's been out of town i've been cooking like fucking mad i made fried rice suck shit. i made uh ham bone soup amazing i made uh balsamic vinegar uh salad dressing also amazing like i've just i, I probably cook a couple more things too but i don't really have too much room left uh <laughs> from all my leftovers in the fridge um but I love cooking and it's something that I basically don't do more than like once every week, twice, like one, like twice every week at the most, or like once every two weeks is more like common. And so, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. And so I just leave the house and I get food, you know, it's not like all food requires cooking, but I don't know. I'm, I'm past the point where I can just eat cereal. If I just eat cereal, I'll just need real food in like an hour or something, you know? Um, so i go find food i drive around listening to podcasts sometimes if i'm on top of my game but i haven't been doing it that much uh because i've been sleeping in more and also just because it's been getting hotter sometimes i'll go on a hike or a walk just trying to get like a tiny tiny bit of exercise in because i'm just bloating like a fucking pig at this point I'm, i don't know i gotta be like 300 pounds at least got a big gross belly i lost all that weight you know and I gained it all back, but it's coming in differently. Um, it's not before it was like pretty evenly distributed, which isn't necessarily good, but it just looked a certain way, you know, and now it's like my arms are still relatively skinny. My legs are still skinnier than they used to be, but I just have this giant fucking like fat ass giant, like fat guy stomach and it sucks uh, just because it's like, I don't know. I think you can kind of when you see you just like a larger thicker person like i think it's it it kind of hides it a little bit you just kind of look big but when you know you have like skinnyish arms and then just a giant bloated stomach it's like uh this is just depressing it's like carrying around a beach ball everywhere but that doesn't matter um you know i i, I want to get a gym you know aerobic exercise sucks uh, it's all about weightlifting because that increases your basal metabolic rate or whatever the fuck. and uh so anyway drive around listen to podcasts get home usually get home like around two hours later just drive for like a fucking hour because again i don't i don't like being like I, I don't like all the noise that's being generated at the house and sometimes i'll be like working on my patreon stuff and then she'll just like be on the uh, like start talking on the phone and make even more noise than normal it's like i cannot i can't because like i have two sets of noise uh, canceling headphones one of which you provided to me i have earplugs and none of them work <laughs> like they don't they're not enough to overcome the sheer noise um they help a lot don't get me wrong um you know i recently found out that when she starts doing laundry i could just put in earplugs and go back to sleep that was a huge uh like technological boost in my life but um you know i probably should have thought about that earlier but who knows i don't know 
so I come home, you know, by then it's probably about one, two o'clock. And then I try to uh, do Patreon stuff or whatever. Uh, if I'm not working on anything, I watch TV or more likely I spend two hours on TikTok <laughs> and my neck hurts really bad. Um, and then, yeah, usually I'll, I'll, I'll stay like that until it's, you know, quote, dinner time or whatever. And then I'll usually go find food again and uh, drive around some more because I'm already driving. Let's drive around. Like, it's hard for me to listen to podcasts unless I'm driving. This sucks. This whole podcast sucks. Uh, all of the podcasts have sucked, but this one absolutely sucks. And uh, then I'll get home and uh, yeah, sometimes I'll stream on Twitch. Sometimes I'll just watch TV. Sometimes I'll work more on the Patreon and stuff. And that's and then I'll go to sleep at, at a point, usually around 11. Lately, I've been staying up a lot later. Ever since I stopped smoking, caffeine hits me way, way harder. So like a lot of times I'll be foolish enough to have like a Coke with dinner. And then it's like I'm up until like one earliest and that sucks but you know that probably helps me sleep in more or something but so yeah that's what my days usually are i've been watching anime i watch spy x family really good i'm watching ranking of kings really good um yeah just just been watching anime re- lately i don't know i probably watched some stuff on netflix too but i can't remember what it is but so yeah that's what my day's like today i went to a fucking spoon and pork which is like a filipino restaurant i think and they have these like deep fried uh giant pork bones and like it's it's really fatty and it's fried and the sauce is like this spicy garlic kind of tangy sauce and oh boy was it good and i i also tried their wings because i'm trying to find a place to get good wings uh because you know when they're crisp they're so good but if they don't like crispen up they're not that good in my opinion in this place holy shit these wings holy shit like i gotta come back to this place just for wings because they were so good they're crispy as hell and it was awesome so that's what i did today and i got back around three uh i i got a late start today because you know no one was home so i didn't have to leave the house um flee the house um and so i got back watched more anime i turned it off 5 20 you know just in time to get on the phone with you this is a phone right is that what this is yes <laughs> this is like, yes it is it's like i guess you can't you can't really see this but uh hold on hold on hold on you know you re- okay so to make this work you got to understand what phones used to look like in you know in the olden days when they were on that box on the wall you know but it kind of is is kind of like like uh you know talking into the earpiece or i guess it would be kind of like this right you kind of, you'd talk into the camera and then you i don't know you you can't hear this this is a bad idea this is why i don't come up with bits on the fly this is why i'm a writer you know I'm not an improviser. I'm, and I'm certainly not a fucking prop com- comedian. Jesus Christ, you guys. What the fuck? You're the what next you carrot top. I, I'm sure of it. I am the next carrot top. They call me potato top um, because I have brown hair and potatoes are brown. That's why they call me that. You know, I had an idea before we started the show that I was like, I should just let Kevin do all the talking, do the whole show, you know, and I'll just kind of anytime there's a lull i'll just kind of wait until kevin says something (laughs) and just kind of force him to do the show and i really wish i would have done that because all of this has sucked this sucks um no i i I like getting a a peek into your your life yeah i'm sure the audience does as well i'm sure they're like oh my god i'm 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 sure spencer's problems are legitimate and not just him blowing things out of proportion um 
I, okay, today I went ahead. to uh, pick up some food from this restaurant. Have you been to one of the, any of the restaurants where they use the, the robots to bring stuff out to your table yet? No, I fucking hate robots. I would rather I would rather go to the counter, you know, even behind the counter or the pickup window and grab the plate myself than like have a robot do it. Like I it's not that it's like I need someone to serve it to me and I, I demand it's a human rather than a robot, but it's like if you're gonna roll this fucking robot over to me, I'll just grab it. Like I'll just go get it. I'm fine with that. I don't need this weird little robot are those are they programmed they must be programmed right it, it can't be like remote controlled that would just be insane it would be so much less effort just to fucking walk it out right right i mean the way that it worked was and i i just picked up food but you sit down at the table you stand a qr code on your phone you place the order entirely on your phone and then when they're ready to bring stuff to you like the robot's like person size tall with just a bunch of shelves in the front of it so the yeah. kitchen loads it up with food, tells it go to table 12, and it drives there for you and just waits for you to take everything off. Right. Um, but also, if you're there to pick up food, it's a, it says you don't see a person the entire time. You're like, it's, I don't know if this is like a COVID thing or if this is just they want to not hire staff, but you don't see a person the whole time you're there. Like when you go to pick something up, you on your phone say, I'm here now. And it says, okay, stand it at spot two and the, and the robot will bring your food out to you. But Damn, when I was there, yeah, sorry, what? it goes outside. No, you have to go inside and, oh, and kind of like wait by the door. Yeah. Um, but when I was there, there were like four other people waiting for their food and not standing in the right place. So the robot with my food starts coming towards me, but it can't get to me because there's people blocking it. And the robot keeps very politely going, uh, please move, please uh, behind you. I'm trying to get through like it's got like 30 different things that tries to say to get you to move. And this, these guys were just ignoring it. And so the robot couldn't get to me. And then eventually it gives up and turns around and went back to the kitchen with my food. So I had to like oh. go bang on the door until someone came out and brought me my food. That's wild. That's such a failure of that system. Well, it's not a failure of that system. It's a failure of humanity. Let's be honest. You know, uh, I don't like that. Uh, the people there were just deliberately just, I'm not going to do what a robot tells me. Like, it's not, they weren't aware of it. It's not that they didn't hear it. They kept looking at it and going, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah. So it kind of just dejectedly went back with my food. Yeah. I mean, what can it do? It's not like if it tried to roll into the person, even if the person didn't uh, violently assault it, which they almost certainly would, uh, you know, it would lose that battle. It's 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 wheel would go up on their foot and it would lose its balance and fall over. You know, it can't. There's nothing it could do. Uh, was there a reason why you didn't like go over to it? Were you not sure? They were kind of blocking my way too, but also it had those little like glass door things that don't open up until it gets to where it wants to go. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't just go like pick your food up until it decides it's giving it to you. Jesus Christ, man, people are so shitty. I was going to rant about how people have no situational awareness, which is something I've noticed ever since I was a little kid. Uh, just like people don't have a sense when someone's coming up behind them or whatever. Like it's just no one, no one knows what they're looking at. It's insane, um, and it's pissed me off because it just causes so many problems like is obviously traffic jams happen and stuff but so many traffic situations pop up because someone just 
doesn't see the people on the road. They're like, I'm the main character. I'm the only person that exists. I'm just going to swerve everywhere and fuck everyone else. I'm not even thinking about that. Like, it's not even like fuck everyone else. It's just like they do not have the capacity to understand that other people exist and are existing in the space around them. Like some like even if you think I, I feel like even if they saw those people, they still wouldn't connect the dots like, oh, this person is on the road and they are driving their car in the same direction as me. Like, I just don't think they can understand that. But that seems more um, deliberate, which is another problem with the world. Yeah, people just people, ju- uh, which is another thing like I, you know, I, I'm a uh, I suck. I'm a bad person. I uh, I don't assert myself. Um, you know, like I'm sure my roommate would deal with a lot of the stuff if I were able to calmly communicate it, her, uh, it to her the same way I communicate it to uh, the audience behind her back. Um, but, you know, I don't. But one of the things is I don't like being in the way. I don't like being in people's ways. And um, that leads me to get out of the way and to notice if I'm in the way or I'm potentially in the way and then preemptively get out of the way. If I see someone like 30 feet down, I'll get out of the way right now because I know they're going to keep going and then I will eventually be in their way. And it takes me like literally a single step. You know, this is not this is not a, a, a trait that 90 plus percent of people I've I've encountered have. I don't understand why it's so difficult. It seems very easy. I think it's just, you know, it's they don't care is a huge part of it. Like, they like, why should I move out of the way? But, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, but yeah, like I was saying, it seems more deliberate. People just being pieces of shit. Which why, why, why be what? You know, the robot's trying to do something to another person. Like it's trying to help someone. It's not just like cruising around doing a fun dance. Like it has a task it's trying to do, and 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 you're inhibiting another person from being the recipient of that task. I don't know. What were you gonna say? I cut you off again. No, I mean. I'm really patient for a lot of things of like, you know, if there's a traffic jam or someone's not taking a turn when they could and I'm stuck behind them, like, I, you know, my brain immediately goes to, okay, there's something I don't see. Like, you know, there's, there's a right. baby bird in the road and I'm not seeing it or mm-hmm. they're a really new driver and they're nervous and, you know, I don't want to honk my horn and pressure them if they're already having a bad time. And, but the thing that actually like legitimately upsets me is 50% of the people in grocery stores do not know how to drive a cart. They either are yes. blocking, like they'll turn it perpendicular and block the entire aisle, or they will leave the cart somewhere and then go wander off to the other side of the store, blocking things up. And, no, you know, there's sort of that social taboo of you don't touch somebody else's cart, but at the same time, you know, you, they're in the way. And yeah, but grocery stores upset me, especially ones with narrow aisles where you can't deal with people who don't know how to manage it. Yeah, and you know where that's the fucking worst is fucking Trader Joe's. You would swear to God, they literally are incapable of seeing human beings by the way people exist in the aisles at Trader Joe's. It's it's the most infuriating fucking thing on the planet. But yeah, like I don't, I I do get road rage now. You know, not like full blown road rage, but I get pissed. You know, for most of my driving career, I did not. Um, but I would all that rage would come out in what I would call pedestrian roadway rage. Like if people were walking really slow, or like five people are just taking up the whole sidewalk and stuff, it would. Piss me off so much because it's like fucking there's no need for any of this you have to just think it's a good idea to block the sidewalk to be doing this this is not how any functioning normal person would think to conduct themselves on a sidewalk you know and uh, in school and stuff i would always try and dart like 
cutting through people who are walking slow, just trying to get, get to places faster. I've always been a fast walker and I'm pretty tall. So I think I just have a faster pace than most people, but you know, uh, but now I get road rage and stuff, but it just always would piss me off so much. It's like, we fucking, we live in a society, you know, like we're, we're, we're part of this is acknowledging and not getting in the way of other people to the extent that we can, you know, you don't want to block things off. You don't want to cut someone off because you know, they deserve, we all have like a right to, to exist in this space. It's not like you have the right to monopolize it over all else. You know, it's not your space. It's our space. You're not, you know, I don't know. It's just, but yeah, that shit pisses me off so much, man, especially fucking uh, shopping carts and stuff. I don't use shopping carts. I usually use a shopping basket. I mean, I don't, I don't have to buy too much groceries at a, at a single time. And I've been getting fucking into the cart lately because I'm not going inside stores. I'm too terrified, but I like, I just can maneuver a lot better with a basket. I can like squeeze between things and stuff. And I, 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 if I'm at a cart, I can push the cart. I don't have to like go in front of my car and push their cart. You know, I can actually just move around and stuff. And, and that's, that's a big part of it is just because like, a, I don't want to be in other people's ways, but B it's just like, it's a fucking zoo. Like I can't, I can't like people would think it was their job to block an aisle so that none can pass. And if you have the audacity to try and squeeze by, they'll shoot daggers at you. Like they're fucking like, how dare you uh, try and get the rice off the top shelf? Like what, what are you thinking? Like you think this is some store open to the public, but it's a, yeah, I fucking hate it. I don't know. You got any other pet peeves? Um, People who waste each other's time, which is a very similar kind of thing right there, you know, of like, I, I'm really busy, but I will make as much time as I possibly can for anybody who needs something, you know? So if if you, you know, I don't care if I'm swamped with work, Spencer, you call me at three in the morning, um, you know, when I'm up to my ears and work, I'm going to drop what I'm doing and help you. But people who do things like, you know, Hey, um, I, I'm, I'm, I need to meet you here at this time. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really busy today, but yes, I'll, I'll do that. I'm going to meet you here right at noon. And then they show up at two o'clock or something, you know, where I've like cleared my schedule and now I don't have time to rearrange it and things like that. That really bugs me. Just, you know, it's the same idea though, behind the, the people with the carts, you know, just that obliviousness to your effects on other people, you know, that for me, that that's, that's a big one. Yeah. I don't like that either. Um, I'm pretty punctual. Um, I think, you know, it's not like I've never been late and I think I've probably been slipping more recently than I used to, but, and also, I don't know, sometimes I have anxiety. And so it's like, I, I am like, I'm just trying to get out of something. And then it's like 30 minutes later, I'm like, well, I haven't actually texted them that I'm not going to make it. So I should probably go so that I'm late and stuff. So it's not like I, I'm a like, perfect person in this regard, but yeah, I like being on time and it blows my mind when people like aren't on time or consistently aren't on time. It's like, I mean. This is a place you've been before. You started a place you've been before. You know how long it takes. Even with traffic, you understand traffic, the concept of traffic, rush hour, you know, timing wise, how traffic is going to affect. Like, it doesn't seem that hard. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, and also, but the other part of it is like, I, I usually am early or even relatively early like like sometimes i'm even like 20 minutes early and stuff and i understand how people with shit to do can't like 
uh, assume they're they're fine with being 20 minutes early and it's not always nice to be or not nice but it's not always like ideal to be 20 minutes early and they're just waiting around you know and stuff so i kind of get that but at the same time it's just like fucking you just have to add time <laughs> just be like okay i keep being places 30 minutes late maybe i'll just try leaving 30 minutes early you know it's like it's not it's not complicated it's just it's just a very minor thought and effort um but i don't know i, think I, mean, I find that it, a like, lot harder in los angeles though just because of how unpredictable traffic is there compared to a lot of other places you know there have been times where like you know i look how long google maps says it's going to take i add 50 percent to that and i'm still late you know do, do you find that or do, am i just bad at la right now well i'm sure i'm sure a lot of it comes from yeah not being familiar with uh the areas where the, like the choke points and traffic and stuff but part of that is you know a lot of times depending on the place like it's any any place that should be five to ten minutes away is like going to take 30 minutes and any place that should be 30 minutes almost always is going to take an hour so there's kind of like simple calculations like that and then the other thing is just like most of the time you can drive and most of the time you would drive are really bad traffic so if you can schedule around not being on the road or on the freeway during those times you can get more consistent um times but yeah like i had to drive dan around all the time so i was really good it's not like i would i would be perfect but i was i was pretty good at like being like yeah this is going to take an extra 40 minutes this is definitely going to take two and a half hours even though by all rights this is a 40 minute drive you know and uh it sucked but like you know getting to uh the airport getting to santa monica getting back from santa monica all these things can like often take like two two and a half hours if you're at the times where they always happen you know like a meeting in santa monica with networks and stuff is like always at four o'clock and so you can usually get down there in about an hour 20 and then like it's going to take like straight up three hours to get home and it's a fucking nightmare but they that's the only time they'll schedule those meetings because they're pieces of shit who live in fucking beverly hills and they don't give a fuck that you have to come you know from burbank or whatever which is like the worst trek in la but yeah there's there's rules that you start to pick up and if you kind of glow with the traffic also i like surface streets I, i'm sure that surface streets um are slower than the freeway but with traffic they're kind of comparable so if you're used to going places via surface streets i think you have a better understanding of how long it actually takes to go places just because it just closer conforms to what it would be with traffic even though again it's like a place shouldn't take this long to get to but it does because of traffic in la and people being fucking idiots and stuff and then also if you know surface streets you sometimes know where if things start getting bad oh i can get off here and then i can get back on there and i know how long that's gonna take so you know you recalculate pretty quick and oftentimes it's better um for for the major choke points and stuff so i don't know i don't know but i like surface streets i, I just like driving you know it's fun to drive can't do it anymore um although they've been saying that gas price has been going down i don't know the thing is like it's all fucked. like i don't know i understand the answer to this so don't at me whatever like i understand it but it's like people are, people say that like oh you know it's just inflation it's the prices are, are going up but if prices are going up then gasoline wouldn't be 670 here and then if you drive into van nuys it's 620. you know like <laughs> van nuys is not suffering differing levels of inflation and like different costs of oil and trucks 
as fucking you know Burbank. It's all just that's just like supply and demand and price gouging and stuff. So it's like all, all this stuff. It's like it's not it's not adequately explained by inflation and stuff. But I've been beating the drum. It's like it's, it's very clear price gouging. It's just they know they can get away with this. What are we gonna do? Not get gas? And you know people do uh, make adjustments to uh, price changes and stuff. But usually those adjustments lag pretty heavily. So even if they know, oh, eventually people are gonna stop getting gas, they're gonna be like, yeah, but it'll take like six months or something before that really that other shoe starts to drop um whatever it's just it's so fucked you guys everything's so fucked i just this week i was just like man we're so doomed not even in like the nazi context necessarily just like in the uh like the scope and extent of our problems and then the uh the comp or the the scope and extent of like who is trying to solve the problems and what they're capable of it's just this is just this massive gulf like even if we just like you know manage to get rid of all the nazis and stuff and <laughs> which would magically rid us of like at least uh 60 of the republican party even if we could do that like it's still just so many things that have to get done like i don't know but i was i listened to a podcast about police brutality that i've listened to, to before and it just like i just felt so hopeless it's like we all it's like court cases are fucked all the courts even before the courts got like super stacked by trump they were they were fucked before um they were super conservative and stuff and now like the supreme court there's nothing we can do without like packing the court, expanding the supreme court and that's just not an option like like we we'd really have to get a lot more senate and to do that we'd have to beat a lot of gerrymanders and to 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 beat slash get rid of the gerrymanders we would have to take the state houses which is even more stacked against us it's just like the extent of what has to be done it's like it's like 50 fucking impossible tasks one after another without a single setback you know it's just like the weight of that was just really hitting me um today but you know what else the weight of is about to hit me is I have to take a shit. No, see, you thought I was going to go for soda, right? But then I talked about taking a shit. No, um, but but I am actually. We're we're we are going to do soda. You got the soda, uh, Kevin? Yes, I do. Which one do you want to try first? Okay, so talk us through this one. You know, you got this one. We grabbed that from the fridge. Kevin is grabbing something from the fridge. And another thing about Kevin, you guys, is he's wearing headphones that are wireless, and he can hear everything I'm saying. But at the same time, you got to understand. Oh, he's, he took off the headphones. Jesus Christ. Um, wait, were right. you wearing headphones or does no, I, I was not having headphones the whole time? No, I could have swore. I saw you had a gamer headset when we started with like a microphone. And I was like, I know he's not talking into his gamer headset microphone. Why is he wearing this whole thing? Just entirely fabricated by my fucked up brain. Amazing. Incredible. Check out the video so you can see that Kevin's not wearing headphones. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that, just subtly changing stuff every few seconds until I've. I, yeah, that that's that I think would be really fun. Like I think that would be cool. And then you can when the when the show goes live and the tweet, uh, you know, you could be like, see, you know, find the seven differences in the video or whatever, you know, like a highlights co uh, cover. Anyway, what were you just saying? Okay, so th this drink here is the one you want to try first, right? Yes. Okay, so there's a, a. I'm sure a lot of people are f familiar with this, but there's a fruit in some southeast asian countries called durian which um i believe durian. it grows in indonesia and the philippines and thailand like around that area that is well known for being probably one of the smelliest foods possible as in like you know buses have signs up that just specifically say you cannot eat durian on on this bus 
Um, it, it's a pervasive smell that if you've ever smelled once, you'll never forget. And Have you smelled it. Yes, it, it is. It's it's hard to explain. It's just sure. powerful. A hint of rot, but also like a sickeningly sweet undertone to that. So you'd say it's not bussin. It, it the smell is not, but apparently, and I've never eaten it. But apparently, once you eat it, though, the smell kind of dissipates to you, and you're just focused on the flavor, which is actually pretty good. Like people make ice cream with it, and people make all these things that like makes you very unpopular with everybody around you. But if you're all eating it, you're fine. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm sure this is a very widely understood phenomenon. Like you leave the house and you can come you come home and you're like, man, it smells like cat shit. You right. know, so I just, just turned up a, it tuned it out. Yeah, I looked up a description that is listed as, as a combination of rotten onions, turpentine and raw sewage or alternatively vomit flavored custard. Sure. Yeah. Custard is something that keeps coming back. Now, I, I never thought of onions as rotting. I know they can, but it's like I can't summon that smell like it's and I don't know. I've I had a bag of onions that got lost in my pantry at oh, one man. point and oh. it. Yeah, it that's it, that's not a good smell. It's really it's no longer onion. It's it's just like rotting vegetable. Yeah. Like, okay. like the bottom of a hot trash can that was left outside that had some something drip into it, that kind of smell. And so you wanted us to consume this for some reason. Well, I wanted to actually send you some durian fruit and have us both try it on the show. But as we both thought about that more, that didn't seem like a great idea. So I found Man, some. Callie was out of town. It would have been so great to, to post up and do the show in her room, <laughs> crack open a nice durian <laughs> and flee the country for a week. I, I, I feel like uh, Callie might not want to work with me ever again if I did that. But yes. Yeah. Um, so well, you, the thing is, though, with soda, you, they wouldn't necessarily, especially if they were trying to match the flavor and the flavor is a little bit different than the smell, like they wouldn't have to have any of those scent notes, right? Do you think it's going to smell like a durian? You think it's going to taste bad or what What are you? What are your expectations going into this? I, honestly, I don't think it's going to smell bad. I think it's just going to taste sort of like a fruity soda. Um, but I'm almost, I think I'd almost be happier to find out that it does reek, but I, I want to find out. All right. So, yeah. I want to cracker cracker open. Why don't you go first? I, I want to see your facial expression. Oh boy. I need to, uh Oh, here we go. Okay. So Spencer is trying oh, very God. hard to open the bottle with his shirt. It's like a screw off bottle cap. Well, it got all over my shirt. Okay. So you are going to want to be careful because I didn't, you know, you know how you can open bottles slowly so that they don't start fizzing and spattering everywhere. I did that and yet it did spatter. So, so be, be warned. Okay. I, I can't imagine that won't happen. Maybe it will. This has been sitting for a long time without being like really disturbed. So it's not like, I don't know. Let's, let's try this again. Um, I think I got through the carbonation, but that means it is carbonated. It kind of seems like vigorously carbonated. Um, no, it does have. What would you call this? Uh, the smell is is mildly bad. Um, yeah, it it does. It's kind of like I, I don't think this smells like rot, but it does smell like a like a, a plant that's supposed to smell bad. Like sometimes there's like plants that smell bad. Mm -hmm. um just in nature like if you're on a hike or something i don't know and it smells kind of like that I, I would like to get more specific you want to crack yours open or are yeah, you, me... you afraid now that's it's danger time okay 
Oh, no, that, that, that is bad. That is, I wouldn't call that food. Um, it, it's, oh, it's a very chemically kind of smell. Me- to me, there's a medicinal. little bit of rubber eraser, kind of. Yeah, like a like little a burnt- hint. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like I have this memory of some kind of like children's medicine as a kid that this sort of smells like. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm drawing a blank on exactly what it is, but like, I know when you were a kid and you got the prescription pink, like before they had the nice flavors for it, you know? Uh, oh yeah. That, that just does not smell good at all. No. Then cough syrup. What kind of, what kind of pink liquid like, are you talking about? Like when you got antibiotics as a kid or something, you know, like the, the, the liquidy pink, uh, prescription something. Yeah. It, to me, it kind of tastes kind of chalk or it smells kind of chalky. Like it's not overwhelmingly chalky, but there's kind of like this dusty kind of note to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels musty old. Okay. So Spencer is like really just getting his nose in there. Yeah. I just want to like, I, I, I'm just pissed that I can't like put better words to it. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's it not a describable. A yeah, no, but it's, it, it definitely has a, an old feel to it. There's a bit of floral to to me too, like a bit of like natural kind of flower kind of scent, like but 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 just enough to make it corrupt to corrupt it and make it wrong, you know? Yeah, I think it's all over my fucking shirt. Yeah, no, I've, I wonder if I have COVID. I mean, it's not smelling super strong to me. No, I'm like, I, mean, I have I to put it up to my nose to really smell yeah. it, but it's it is bad. It's undeniably bad. Yeah, it, it is not something I associate with food. Man, how long have we been talking about? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> go for it. You can't you, describe. <laughs> some right, great yeah, podcasting here. Okay. Yeah. Try some. I mean, I told you guys it would suck. Hold on. Yeah, it tastes It's oh, it, he, it tastes like it smells. <laughs> it's not as strong. Again, it's not as strong as I would have expected. Um but it, it just has this very mildly kind of sprite taste. Uh, but most of it, most of what actually hits you is this kind of scent note, which um, is a bit, it's not even bitter. It's just, it's, yeah, it's like rotten, I guess. It's, it's, it's like spoiled smell, spoiled flavor. But it's like it hits as a scent note. You know how there's like, you have your basic taste and then you have all these scent notes and those create, you know, more complicated flavors like wintergreen, for instance, that's like scent or garlic is, you know, an aromatic. It doesn't, it's not like it's activating your tongue. It's activating like scent receptors in your nose or whatever the fuck. I don't know how that works, but yeah. you want to go for it? Okay. I'm going to have a sip. Mm. Kevin's dead. Kevin just died. <laughs> okay. It doesn't taste as bad as it smells no. by a long shot, but then the smell comes back as soon as you swallow. And then I don't like it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, I just took a sip there. And then what happens is the, the liquid goes in my mouth and I can feel like, like the vapors rise out of the liquid and that air that's in my mouth, that smells like the soda. And it's like, that's what hits you is this kind of vapory scent note. Cause yeah, again, the soda is very weak flavor wise. Like it's, again, it's kind of like a mild citrus. It says, you know, carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup flavoring, which is presumably durian flavoring and then citric acid. So it's like it's a very basic citric acid kind of flavor profile. And then this weird scent on top of it, which, again, I wish I could describe because I mean, it's almost like a paint thinner kind of smell a little bit or like brake cleaner or something. Well, that would with... be the turpentine note. Yeah. 
yeah i just got it on this sit up i definitely got that like it tasted yeah like astringent chemicals kind of like yeah like paint thinner yeah mm-hmm. i think i'm going to close this bottle normally as we're trying these i leave them all open and keep resipping and i think i'm gonna close this one i'm just happy that i i, I feel like i can no i still won't i was gonna say i feel like i can actually just pour this in the toilet or something without like worrying about it ruining my house but i think i will still just throw this out outside do you have the other bottle this one uh no i mean can you cover i could go look and actually i don't know what it was but it's this is like the third time i've looked for this and this is the first time i've succeeded but every time i like i I straight up haven't been able to find it it's like for some reason it's elusive it's hard to find what is that bottle though so this is made by the same company the same thing but this is supposed to be like the polar opposite so this is peach flavored um this is this is japanese um and it's got the exact same ingredient list you know it's just basically carbonated water and corn syrup and flavoring and citric acid so it on paper this is the same thing but the place that i got this from uh said that you know this is one of the best smelling best tasting like the reviews for this kind were amazing that the peach one which is a, such a stark contrast to the the durian one yeah i found it and i am going to have to dock at points because it's not cold i don't know why they would ship beverages <laughs> that, are, that are lukewarm like this but uh yeah okay so do you want to try it i'm gonna yeah, sure let me let's crack it open and, and do a quick smell here so um ah, for those i capped of you, it before it went crazy oh yeah mine exploded wow okay um, know my so these are all from like i mentioned last week uh, a store called yummy bazaar uh, i can't get this open um uh, yummy bazaar.com has all of these plus a bunch of other drinks they're not a sponsor they just had a bunch of really cool stuff oh i got this over my shirt okay so i've been i've been timing it well enough to close it back up before it goes too crazy Okay, this you ever do smell- the thing where you put it over you put your mouth over the whole thing so it just explodes in your mouth and then it's inevitably not enough so then you just kind of like drool it all over yourself or it comes out your nose and yeah yeah um so okay i'm gonna say this doesn't smell as good as i was expecting i was expecting some uh, like you know something much much nicer to c- complement what we just tried right. when you were saying that i was like well it's like a peach flavored beverage right so it's it's gonna smell like peach it's not like heavenly peaches smell good to me this smells better than you're describing like if i heard someone to describe it describe it and i did i heard you describe it and then i were to smell it like i i really like this smell it's very good i would love a shampoo that that kind of has the scent or something you know i'm I'm really digging it but i get what you mean it's not heavenly in any sense like i was expecting Uh, more like uh clearly canadian peach you know that that just has this like the moment you crack a clear Canadian open the whole room smells like whatever you're you're gonna drink this is a lot more subtle but it's not bad clear Canadian what's clear Canadian you know they came with the glass bottles uh they were like uh clear watery drinks fizzy but with uh they were they were really popular like in the 90s but they just came back whoa hold on I'm gonna put a picture up for Spencer Oh, that will God. probably jog his memory, and then I'm going to add this to the podcast. I don't think it will jog my memory, but I appreciate your gumption. Those bottles do anything for you? No, absolutely not. Really? They okay. Awesome, though. I wish I knew about these because it's, I would have had a good childhood then. In, in the 90s, at least where I grew up, every gas station had these. 
you know um you and know they what were this bottle is your childhood was awesome you know like one of those instagram memes or whatever exactly yeah you want to go first or me yeah let me let me just want to set this time okay so he goes first for the good tasting beverage it's interesting how that works okay this actually tastes just like clearly canadian peach this is exactly like that so it's a reference lost on you but it is very much clearly canadian peach yeah the flavor is good i wish there was like more to it like you said it was kind of this kind of watery or whatever like it's it's kind of subtle it's 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 buried the flavor is buried in there a little bit but it's a good flavor it's like again like i like soda because it has this like pretty strong syrupy top notes that like really smack you in the ass with flavor or whatever you know um there you go episode title um but but yeah it is a really nice flavor and the scent is really good a lot of times you know like the scent notes are pretty weak it's not like a fully realized flavor yeah. i don't know it's no it's a nice color. subtle peach that kind of reminds me of a lot of the other japanese sodas we've tried where it's a very accurate flavor but not a very strong flavor yeah not overtly um you know sugary it's kind of it's it's a lot more tangy uh like you'd say like it, it tastes almost like cut with um sparkling water or something like it's not it's not flavored sparkling water but it, it has a closer character to that except i guess the texture is definitely more of like a syrupy soda texture but it just a lot of it is kind of like you know the kind of bitter bubble kind of sparkling water flavor and carbonated water flavor and then sour there's a lot of sour and then yeah these kind of peach scent notes so to speak i don't know man I love your descriptions of flavors because they're so much more nuanced than than mine. You know, I, I feel like you're like the the Hemingway of tasting sodas here. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. I uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'd love to be like a food critic. Like I, I think I could do a decent job at that. Uh, food is like truly one. Like it's this is sad. Like this is sad to say, but you know, in trying to inspect and investigate my life, interrogate my life and see like what makes me happy and stuff like truly food, cooking, eating is like one of the only joys I have in life, which is another reason why I'm so terrified of COVID. Like the idea of like uh, having any long-term disruption to like taste and smell to me is just like, that's it. That's all like, that's the only thing that's not like an addiction and it is kind of an addiction, but it's like, it's the only thing that's not just like me wasting hours on TikTok, wasting hours on Instagram, wasting hours on video games, wasting hours on discord. You know, it's like, it's the only thing that actually feels like kind of healthy and joyous, you know, if that makes any sense. And, uh, yeah. And so I guess I should try and figure out something to do with food, you know, because if I feel like that about one thing and literally nothing else in my life, you know, maybe go in that direction. Right. I don't know, but I have a pod, I have a Patreon and I do food reviews and no one watches them and no one likes them. So, you know, maybe not, maybe that's not the pathway. <laughs> maybe I got to figure out something else. Um, but you know, who's to say, you know, I'm, I'm sure no one likes any of the other stuff I do on Patreon either. So it's probably about even, um, but yeah, I don't know. Ugh. We tried some sodas. We got some more sodas, but I don't know. I don't know how much time we have left. Um, we have one second you know, left. Usually there's uh usually there's some sort of sound cue that that tells us how much time we have left. But um yeah, I don't know. But 
Kevin says we have one second left, but who knows? He's a fucking liar. Oh, yeah. No, okay. No, he was right. It turns out that, yeah, we're out of time. Um, so, what? Twitch.tv slash the Sixler. Patreon.com slash the Sixler. <sighs> we're just coming in. Oh, my God. We're coming on the end of the pie contest. Everyone has voted on pies. Uh, the na- the winner will be crowned, and the next cooking competition will be developed post-haste. And, uh... <sighs> you ever drowned before, Kevin? No. No, thankfully, no. Have you? Yep. No, I haven't. I'm actually good at swimming, but uh, that's our show. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's more to plug, but there's not. Uh, oh, uh, Frank Howley, twitch.tv slash Frank Howley. No, we're off for three weeks. We do a we do a D and D game on on Twitch's uh, on on Frank's stream. It's a lot of fun. They just I I I rumored this before, but we just uh, they they went last week. They went to um, to Spencer's Gifts, where they met a character named Spencer, who exchanged gifts with them. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's a, it's a fun st- his stream is great you should check out his stream it's way better than mine um but you know it's it's also if you want D content that's kind of the only thing i'm doing right now that's D content but we are off for three weeks but there is a youtube uh link which i'm not going to post find yourself frank halley has a youtube and you can watch the D episodes there too if you want um anyway what about you kevin um if you're watching kevin! this live <laughs> thank you no Remember? one did that today for me thank you yeah yeah. Um, if you're watching this live on strivehomevideo.com, uh, coming up next is the Best of Channel 101, actually with Callie hosting it tonight. It's pre-recorded, but Whoa. Callie. And then after that is Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade, Willie, and Aaron, and their guest is Martin Olson, followed by an all-new Cyberpunk Megazone that Rob Schraub made. So check that out live. If you are kind of in the middle of stuff and not watching all of it t- today, we, we play it all on Mondays. And if you miss that completely, it's too bad because we don't show this stuff a second time usually. So check us out next week at shrobhomevideo.com on Sunday, starting at 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. And folks, do check out the Mondays, uh, the the Monday re- re-record, restream, whatever, rebroadcast. Uh, just show, show up, you know, it's important to, to make your voice heard and to show up on those days. Kevin keeps talking about how he's going to, uh, get rid of the Monday stream because no one watches it. And he also laments that he has to do it because these fucking Europeans, he says that the, uh, the derision in his voice, it'll chill you to the core when he says this, but you know, it's, 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 it's a good service. <laughs> the yeah. Europeans are at it again. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. If you miss it, you know, I, I, I should do a better t- a job of plugging in and stuff. Well, this sucks. This whole thing sucks. We gotta really take a good look at what we're doing and, uh, give up, I think. <laughs> um, but as always, we like to end the podcast the same way every single time. And uh, so until next time. Hey, folks, I'm Jeff Davis.